Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Podcast 360, your go-to resource for medical news and clinical updates. I'm your moderator, Amanda Balby, with Consultant 360 Specialty Network. By 2020, it's projected that 50% of people with HIV will be older than age 50 years. And by 2030, 70% of people with HIV will be older than age 50 years, and perhaps half of them will be aged 70 years or older. With the aging process comes comorbidities and more complex disease management. This was the topic of discussion during an expert speaker session at the Association of Nurses and AIDS Care 2020 annual meeting. I'm joined today by the speaker of that session, Dr. Allison Webel, who is an associate professor in the Francis Payne Bolton School of Nursing at Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland, Ohio. Thank you for joining me today, Dr. Webel. To start, can you give us a brief overview of your session? Yeah, so my session at ANAC 2020 really is focused on helping nurse practitioners and nurses around the globe to provide the best possible care for adults who are aging with HIV. Globally, there are more than 7 million people over the age of 50 with HIV, and in the U.S., more than half of all people with HIV are over the age of 50. So clearly, this is a growing population, and they do have some very specific health concerns and needs, and that's really what our our presentation is focused on. Also, given that today much of the primary care people with HIV receive occurs in HIV specialist clinic, there is a real need to help HIV and ID practitioners understand those needs so that they can provide great clinical care. So my presentation really focuses on describing the key considerations for patients who are aging with HIV. I also describe the modified geriatric 6M framework that providers can use to provide holistic care to those who are aging with HIV. And finally, I discuss some non-pharmacological strategies that nurses and nurse practitioners can counsel patients on to really help them uh, maximize their ability to live well or maximize their health span. Um, And these are even strategies that providers can start to counsel patients on earlier in their lifespan. So treatments for HIV have come a long way since the start of the HIV epidemic in the 1980s. And now the number of older adults, like you said, living with HIV is increasing. Uh, So which therapies are most effective in older adults and are there any art regimens on the horizon? Yeah, so we don't have age-specific antiretroviral therapy or art regimens for older adults with HIV. But we do know that as people with HIV get older, they are much more likely to be diagnosed with multiple chronic health conditions than in previous decades, as you indicated they are living longer lives now compared to the early 80s. Also, a recent analysis showed that much of this uh, multiple morbidity is associated with high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and chronic kidney disease. And this is important because multimorbidity is associated with polypharmacy, which can lead to some pretty bad drug-drug interactions with ART medications for people aging with HIV. So in my presentation, I talk about some of those potential drug-drug interactions between ART and statin medications, and also potential interactions with antihypertensive medications. 
the University of Liverpool has recently developed a great new HIV drug interactions tool that I recommend HIV providers or ID providers use when starting patients on new medications. And these can be antiretroviral therapy medications or any other medication to really address some of their chronic health conditions or symptoms associated with those chronic health conditions. The great thing about the HIV field is that we're always developing, I think, really exciting therapeutics. And there are a number of exciting HIV regimens that are in the pipeline, including long-acting injections that would allow for less than daily dosing of ART, as well as simplified ART compounds targeting all phases of the HIV life cycle. But none of those are really um, older adult specific, so I don't talk too much about those in my presentation. Gotcha. Perfect. And you spoke earlier about the 6M framework. Can you talk a little bit about that and what it is? Yeah, this is actually the bulk of my presentation because I think it's a really important framework. So the 6M framework is an adapted geriatric framework that helps healthcare providers focus what is often a very short appointment time with the aging patient on really what's most important to the patient and their caregivers. So this framework was adapted by Erlinson and Karis last year for people who are aging with HIV. And the six M's are mind, which tends to refer to cognition and mood, mobility when we think about, you know, gait, balance and, and falls, um, medications, as I just talked about with polypharmacy and those potential drug-drug interactions. It also includes what matters the most to me, which is a focus on the individual's own health goals and preferences, and also what's modifiable. And these are those shared modifiable risk factors, including physical activity, nutrition, and tobacco use that really do underlie much of the morbidity we see in older adults. So in our own work in our lab, we see that patients aging with HIV really appreciate this simple and patient-focused framework, and they really do feel like it facilitates shared decision-making with their healthcare team. Absolutely. Um, and so what are your tips for healthcare providers who manage older patients with HIV? I think that, you know, it's a big field, but the key takeaways that I, I would suggest are that really all HIV clinical care must be integrated with geriatric principles. And there are tools that really do help the geriatric population age well. So bringing those into HIV primary care can be really helpful to the patients and their families. I suggest that the 6M framework actually really does provide a framework with which to organize and prioritize care with patients who are aging with HIV. And also that non-pharmacological approaches to addressing uh, modifiable risk factors really are the most promising interventions we have to help increase the health span of this population and, and really help patients aging with HIV live the best possible life that they can. Lastly, I'd say there are a lot of tools available to help provide care for this population and encouragingly the evidence base in this space is really kind of rapidly growing. Absolutely. And so what other research are you working on in this area currently? We believe very strongly in those non-pharmacological approaches. So we have, we have two large national studies. Um, one is the PROSPER HIV study, which is really trying to understand you know, exactly how much physical activity and what dietary components reduce symptoms in people living with HIV. We're focused on all symptoms, but we're particularly interested in um, fatigue, mental health symptoms, and then um, other types of quality of life. And, and that's currently ongoing. Uh, and the other study we're just getting ready to start is a, is a study focused on older adults. It's called the Health HIV Study. 
And in this study, we're testing high intensity interval training to see how it improves physical function in adults over the age of 50 who are also living with HIV. So we are excited to start that in the coming months. Great, great. And I'll definitely be looking looking out for that study uh, when it's published. We can uh, follow up on it. Yeah, yeah. We're, it'll be a little while. <laughs> COVID has slowed everyone down, but um, we yeah, the patients are excited and our, I know our clinical partners are very excited about it as well. So thank you so much for speaking with me today and answering all my questions. You're very welcome. It was my pleasure.